0: Like we fear that which we are afraid to feel. I like literally saw, you know, things from childhood, how I was showing up, basically the story of my life. And the story of my life was really a shit show. I don't want to be going to the gym because I'm angry at someone that did something when I was eight years old. Like, what the fuck? Everything I have and want and need is right here, right now. To live your purpose is to embody yourself truly and fully and share the gift of that with the world. And when we all do that, we're gonna live in a very different world. We're always doing the best with what we know in the present moment. And the next thing I know, the sun is beaming through the window, there's an alarm clock going off, like beep, 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 beep. I wake up and I'm just so fucking grateful to be alive. Like, that's, like, it's in that, like, it's in the fact that we die that we actually get to live.
1: At 33 years old, our guest today has been trollot from being involved in photography, to competing in professional bodybuilding to letting all of that go and basically transforming his whole reality, Rick has been through a lot of changes. He however had his first breakthrough with LSD by accident when he was 19 years old and uh, he explained how he basically had a near death experience at a time that has drastically shifted the way that he perceived the world and from that point onwards he went to build a successful business of seven employees and uh, shortly after he realized that there was no really um, there was no really a core driver that was uh responsible for all of that and he didn't really know what he was pursuing after all. That's why he afterwards got into the whole personal development space, that's why he got into coaching and uh, now he's very passionate into helping people heal their wounds and basically help them heal generational trauma to things such as nervous system regulation, coaching and uh, more so. But we, we cover on a lot of subjects guys. We talk about um, uh, how each of us has a role in uh, what is currently going in the world and how we can fix that. Also he tells us a few things about why and how we should regulate our nervous system. He gives us some very good tips. How a lot of people operate from a place of emotion avoidance, how Rick as well used to uh, do the same thing and basically he was uh, at the time using bodybuilding. As, uh, as an excuse for him to not deal with his, uh, with his emotions, with his trauma. But all in all, guys, it's been an absolutely incredible episode with Rick. I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed it, uh, but I'll let you guys discover it and hopefully you will enjoy it just as much as we did. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Rick William. You are listening to The Grateful Show with our hosts, Pascu and Bogdan. Join us on our mission to spread awareness around mental health
2: and make people feel happier and overall more grateful.
1: Each week, we bring you an inspiring guest, stories, and a message that will help you become your best self and pursue your life mission.
2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to The Grateful Show. Hope you are doing fantastic, and if you are not, you're about to be because today we have one other than Rick Williams. How is it going, brother?
0: Doing really well. Good to be here with you both.
2: Yeah, actually, we are really grateful to have you here. And just to break the ice, uh, we are going to ask you what are you grateful for today?
0: Mm. Man, that's such a beautiful question. Um, I'm grateful for... I'm grateful for life, man. Like, I really am. And that sounds so broad. But just just the magnificence of getting to live this human life is so beautiful. The journeys that I've been on, the challenges that I've been through, which have helped, everything has helped shape me to get me to this point in my life today. And I'm just like, the whole show of life is just magnificent. And I'm just super grateful for every single experience that I've had up until this point. there's so much, like I could jam on that for ages and, and every day I like, I sit in prayer or gratitude for, for life, for the great mother, the father, for nature, just for, just for getting to be here, you know? And even getting to be here and share this with you, like being here right now doing what I do was once the dream of my past self, literally. Like what I'm doing right now was once my dream and I had no idea how I could get here And it seemed so, so far away and like now I'm here and living in it. So I have to remind myself to be grateful for that. And I would invite anyone listening. I'm going to guess also like where you are right now, whether you're driving in your car, whether you're at home, some of the things that you have in your life, I would imagine were also the dreams of your past self.
1: Definitely. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. definitely one of the things that we, we tend to neglect. We tend to like put at the back and always just focus on moving forward and like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why like more often than not in like um, me being in London now, I'm guilty of that on a day to day basis. It can it it can turn from like a blessing to to be mm-hmm. living in a curse and you just uh, get into like that whole negative uh, uh, loop. But yeah, before we before we dive any further, uh, Rick, obviously uh, both me and Bogdan have studied your story and know quite a bit, but for our audience that uh, might not know as much about how you came to be where you are now, can you just give us like an introduction into, into your whole story and how you basically came to, as you said, do what you're currently doing right now?
0: Okay, beautiful. Well, my personal development journey started maybe when I was 20, 21. I had a big shift in my life. I was, you know, had challenges during my teen years and, you know, with drugs and hanging out with the wrong people. And I had a a kind of breakthrough moment when I was about 19 and started to get my act together. I created a business. Um, I grew that business. I had a team of seven or 10 in the city center and it was It was amazing at the time, but I got to this point where I was like, what am I doing? Like really, like what am I doing? And I'd achieved many of the things that I thought that I wanted on the surface, but I hadn't really done any deeper inquiry. Like a lot of the things that I was doing unconsciously were for the approval of others, Hmm. which means that they weren't really for my true self. And they were essentially coming from a wound And that's fine. Like, that's a part of the journey. It's like, you know, we, we got to get to that point in order to get to the next level in the game. And, and that's where I was. And yeah. then that just sent me off on this huge kind of deeper dive from kind of like personal development 1.0 into personal development Mm 2.0. And that's moving from like mindset into deeper work, like, it's like talking about personal development, listening to podcasts, reading yeah. books, and then there's embodiment. There's a difference between cognition and embodiment. And I really moved into that and started actually making this a part of my life and actually diving into the depths of my being and my soul to uncover what was at the root so I could actually transform. Beautiful. And that's been my passion ever since.
1: Beautiful. Um I, there's so many things i would I would ask, but like before that I would want to ask you like uh what was the transformation that has basically made all of those things happen? what was the event that has basically transformed everything because I know there was like something that happened accidentally kind of at the time and you didn't know mm-hmm. what you're getting yourself into, and then that basically led to this whole path but can you can you uh, uh maybe tell our audience about that particular event a bit?
0: Mm-hmm. well when I was nineteen. I was at a party. I was living with a death metal band, which is like very heavy metal music. And I think I was like, there was drugs involved. And one of the drugs ended up being uh, LSD. Mm -hmm. And I had a near death experience and I had no idea what it was. This was 14 years ago. I'm 33 now, 34 next month. And psychedelics weren't being spoken about widely like they are today and podcasts and these types of things yeah so I had no idea what a near death experience was and I literally thought I was dying and I saw my whole life flash before my eyes and I like literally saw you know things from childhood how I was showing up basically the story of my life and the story of my life was really a shit show and I come to terms with that in that moment and it was hard to bear it was hard to swallow I was like oh my god like this is what I created, like, this is, this was it. And it was really sad. It was like really upsetting to see that this is what my life had became. And I kind of mourned that in that process. I thought I was like, I don't know, between heaven and hell or like in this kind of purgatory place. Uh, and I, at the end of it, I kind of came to just accept it. I just accepted it. And then kind of laid my eyes to rest, assuming that was it, because I had no idea what this experience was. And the next thing I know, the sun is beaming through the window. There's an alarm clock going off, like beep, 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 beep. I wake up and I'm just so fucking grateful to be alive. Talk about gratitude. Like, yep. <laughs> like, wow. like yep. super, super grateful. I'm like, oh my God, I've got a second shot. And I moved out of that house. I started to get my act together. I went to the gym, I built a business. And yeah, that was really a a huge pivotal moment. Um, And and, and I wanna caveat that with like, I wouldn't recommend people just going drop an LSD to to have this type of experience. There are a lot wiser ways that you can do that um, if you're wanting that type of transformative experience um in a safe setting with professionals who can support you in that even clinical places that can do that or you know specific healers that have been trained in the art of that um, mm-hmm. would be a lot wiser of a way of doing it but that's just not what life gave me life gave me this at that moment and it was exactly what i needed but it was really hard
2: okay you know what i <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know what? I'm curious because you said that you were young and you were at a party and you took the tab. And I heard like a lot of stories about not necessarily friends. Like I know people who actually did this as well, but they didn't necessarily ended up after that in a good place. Like they were traumatized. They, you know, I don't know, started to see zombies and all that uh, crazy stuff. And I'm really curious how can someone like you manage to to change their perspective and just change their life afterwards, after this experience? But there are some people who don't necessarily manage to, to get over that experience and say, okay,
0: I have to do something about it. What's the difference? That is a beautiful question. And if you can figure that one out, then... We've, uh, (laughs) we've solved a big problem, but but let's explore it. Let's explore it. Um, I, I wish I knew the answer to that. And I, I want to be really honest. I wish I knew the answer to that because it feels like one of those things, which was like by the grace of life, was it my will? Was it my upbringing? Was it, was it just, uh, was I just blessed by life? You know, I I do believe in God and spirit and the universe, whatever you want to call it. I do believe in that. And I guess it kind of feels like a blessing, but I've, I've always had this intention to like, to grow and to learn and to, to be a better man, really. And I think, I don't know if it's those underlying pinnings that I that I was fortunate to inherit from family or culture or combination of the, the, the two, maybe all of the above. Like, I, I really don't know what created that um, specific circumstance where I was able to actually transform it. That said, I do know when you go to the, the, the professionals who are holding healing spaces like this for psychedelic experiences, that these experiences can be crafted in a way that encourage that type of transformation. So that would be be my advice really would be to, to seek out professionals who are a game, you know, and, and drink medicine or take psychedelic, uh, therapy with, with those types of people.
1: It's very wise that you recommend that mm-hmm. because I think both myself and Bogdan can, uh, not necessarily relate fully through the LSD experience and like the advice, but I think we can relate on like a fitness level with mm-hmm. like, whenever somebody starts getting into their fitness journey, there's so many mistakes that they could avoid if there was someone else. Al- uh, mm-hmm. actually guiding them like through the process, mm-hmm. like this exercise might not be quite the best fit for you. Instead, you can do this. You don't really have to like ego lift. You can actually train smart. Like you actually don't require as much caffeine. You can actually get eight hours of sleep and your testo- testosterone is going to be uh, increased and all of those things that, yeah, I, I get. I guess we neglect uh, when it comes to like psychedelics, when it comes to fitness, nutrition, and um, yeah, I, I think it's just uh, like our, our way of thinking in, in a lot of cases, is just that, that selfish, um, uh, attitude towards things like I'm going to figure it out myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've been there, like, I know what that's, I know what that's like. And and I also think if I'm just being honest, that comes from a wound mm-hmm. because I think when we're truly healthy and connected and in our power, like empowered, then, we have no issues seeking and asking for help. Like no great team, no great sports team, no great, anything was done alone, nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think when we can get over ourselves like that from doing the inner work to allow that space to be manifested, Mm -hmm. then we can actually get the support and guidance we need and literally skyrocket our growth, you know, like whatever I'm doing, whether it be, you know, in coaching, I have, you know, coaches, therapists, you know, healers, spiritual people that I work with. And like my growth accelerates rapidly because I, I don't have to keep making mistakes. But I only learned that, just being honest, I only learned that from like doing the opposite. And I was like, this just doesn't work. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then yeah. stopped yeah. doing it. Agree. Yeah.
2: Actually, a few days ago, I've heard Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the the celebrity, the big man who said that he's not he. It's not like a self made man because a lot of friends, a lot of people just came into his like path and helped him become what he has become and achieve what he has achieved. And yeah, I totally agree with what you have just said. But at the beginning of the podcast, you said that you are grateful to be in the position that you are right now because, like a couple of years ago, I you don't know, um, you were just dreaming to be and to do what you are doing now. And now I just wanted to ask you, what are you dreaming to do in the future?
0: Mm. Mm, so what,
2: what are going to be your future plans? What do you want to achieve?
0: Mm, beautiful, beautiful question. And I was having this conversation yesterday with uh, with my partner, Silvana, who's out here on the patio. And it really feels like I'm at a point in my life where it, it's like, there was a, a, a huge chunk of my life where I was trying to get out of my current circumstances. I was trying to get into something else. And which basically meant it didn't feel like it fit. It did like, it just didn't feel quite right. It didn't feel like this is it, that type of thing. But now it like, it really feels like, I'm like, my life is actually really good now. And like, it really just feels like I'm refining. It's like everything I have and want and need is right here right now. Mm -hmm. everything, the abundance, the relationships, the love that I feel it's all here right now. And all I'm doing right now is refining, like just refining different areas. It's not like I'm looking for some crazy shift. Like that might naturally happen, but it really just feels like I'm enjoying life and refining what's here. That doesn't mean I'm not striving for things. Yes. Like, you know, we're looking at different projects that we're doing and Mm -hmm. looking to expand and looking to grow and, you know, further spread my work and message and help support and serve more people. Um, but that's literally it. It's just an expansion of, of what is already here right now.
1: I have a tricky question for you. Would you say that this um, wholeness that you currently feel within all areas of your life, would you say that you you found this and you created it? Or was it there this whole time and it was just a matter of you actually realizing it and materializing it into what it is mm,
0: now? It's beautiful, That's beautiful. As you share that, it reminds me of the metaphor of David, uh, Michelangelo's sculpture, David. And mm-hmm. he said that he did not create the sculpture. He removed everything that which was not David and David revealed himself. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, just a little break right here, guys, before I let you in on the rest of the conversation. If you haven't already, please do consider giving us a five-star rating review on iTunes as well as on Spotify. That will allow us to not only bring more guests to the show, but also expand our reach and uh, yeah, reach more people like yourself, and together we'll be able to have a greater impact. And with that said, thank you so much. Back to the podcast. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, one could argue that it's a the life itself. It's a it's a process of unlearning more than it is actually a process of learning. Mm-hmm. It's just a process of reconnecting to to what it was and what it is source. Uh, but I want I wanted to I uh, dive a me. bit um, um, further and basically. Um, obviously we did our, uh, our due diligence and I, I found that you basically have like some sort of uh, concept that you, you teach your clients and that's basically uh, an exercise for them to recall their most, uh, most juicy, most uh, incredible somatic experience that they had. And then mm-hmm. from that moment, from that point, you basically teach them how to cultivate their whole life around uh, what they felt. How does that actually work? Because when I when I heard it, I was like, okay, so I'm actually thinking about like the best times that I ever had, and then I basically cultivate my whole life to be that way. Is that how it works?
0: Mm, That's 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 great. That's great. So kind of, but not not exactly like Mm. that. So essentially, like my process when I work with my clients, before we do anything, we do nervous system regulation. What is why why do that? Because when we do any type of depth work, which means going into deeper parts of ourselves so that we can unlearn, as you said before, and release what is not ours so that our true self can really reveal itself. So I have people learn how to regulate their nervous system so that they can move through the different states which affect us in daily life. So. Sometimes we get activated and stressed. That's the sympathetic nervous system. And then we learn how to come back into connection. We do the same in reverse. We learn how to go into a shutdown, or parasympathetic response would be the other name for it. We learn how to go down into that, maybe feel sadness or, you know, like I'm kind of shutting down from life. That could be you shutting down from your goals, whatever it is that you're working on and like how to feel that and then come back into connection. Because what happens is people go down there and they stay there. Mm -hmm. that's where dreams die. Dreams die in the shutdown response. That's shutting down from life. That's shutting down from yourself. That's shutting down from your greatness, from your service. That's where dreams go to die. So we're going to go there intentionally, not all the way, but we're going to feel it a little bit. And then we're going to come back into connection because when the body can learn how to do that, it no longer fears it. Like we fear that which we are afraid to feel. So when we can allow ourselves to go into that just a little bit, like sparring. We're not going to go into full, you know, 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. We're just going to go in and we're just going to, we're just going to train a little bit so that when we actually start diving into the stuff that's holding you back from standing in your fullness and in your greatness, that you're going to have the tools in order to be able to deal with that. Because life is an emotional game. Hmm. Everything you want is for an emotional payoff. Every experience that you've ever had, looping back to your question, was a felt experience. Your most positive memories, they all have feelings and there'll be two or three feelings in each of these memories that we all have that are particularly poignant. They will like be standout memories for you, for each individual. Mm-hmm. So the process which you touched on is I have my clients go back through a regression pros- uh, process and retrieve these memories that were really beautiful. And something else amazing happens when you do this. So like how I imagine feelings in the body is like a folder in a hard drive. I know there's probably a lot of guys listening, so I'll kind of explain it in this type of way because we can probably all relate. It's like all of your feelings exist in a hard drive. And when you go click on that feeling, now that might be joy or like just deep connection that you had when you were younger. As you access that, inside of that folder exists all of the other memories that are associated with that field. So a lot of people can't access more joy in their life because they've just forgot about it. (laughs) So when you start to actually bring some of these memories back that were beautiful, like the recipe for beauty and magic and greatness has already pre-existed. Like what is amazing for you has probably already happened. Now if we can go back there and we can work out what that was, what that recipe was what the few feelings were, then we can start to work out what those maybe two or three core feelings based on five or six experiences. Now, normally they relate and they're different for every single being. Like everyone has totally different ways that they want to feel and experience life. Totally different. Then we take two or three of those and then we start to create your life so that you can cultivate more of those experiences in your daily life. Because then life will actually start to feel awesome because you already know what it is. Most people have just forgot how they actually want to feel and experience life. And they're like, why am I not happy? It's like, well, you stop doing the things that actually bring you joy, that actually bring you fulfillment, that actually bring you love and connection or whatever it is that you want, passion or whatever. Like you're just not doing that. So like, let's find out what they were for you. Let's bring them back. And let's start to craft behaviors and experiences that are gonna help cultivate those emotions whilst also simultaneously training yourself to feel. Because when you can train yourself to feel, I can like start to bring passion into my body. Like, how do I stand when I'm fucking passionate? Like, Mm -hmm. how do I hold myself? Like, how does my physiology change? Okay, there's passion, fuck yeah. And it's like, ah, from here, like, what would I do? What, what, would, what aligns with this? And we start aligning life like that. We start looking at values and beliefs and these types of things. And, and we just start to, to to cultivate life from that space. And really, that's what purpose is. like. To live your purpose is to embody yourself truly and fully and share the gift of that with the world. And when we all do that, we're going to live in a very different world.
2: Okay. That's a very beautiful way to put it. And you know what? what i've recognized from what you have just said is that everything starts with us being aware about what we have what we have felt and what we are feeling now but i'm really curious because you said that we have to to recollect those bad memories those childhood traumas and then go into them to understand them be aware of them mm. and after that after we understand them we can like go over them and just learn how to control them but for the majority of people i mean it's really hard to recollect one memory a bad one and then to come back from that and like go over it so how would you suggest that people should do this should just like go over their past trauma
0: Mm. well I would advise people not to do it by themselves, really. If you can help it, you know, if you can find it, I don't know. It depends on everyone has different resources, right? Yeah. So, but you can find no matter where your resources are, you can find groups of people who are doing this type of work, whether that be personal development groups, whether that be breathwork groups, yoga groups, there are people doing this work. You can hire a coach. You can hire a therapist, depending on where you are in the world. Sometimes insurance policies can help you with these types of things, or if you have access to more resources, you can hire a coach or an expert, or you can join an online program, these types of things, just get resourceful and find out like, how can I make this happen? Like if I'm actually to, to commit to stop just listening to podcasts and reading books and actually commit to doing the deep work, how could I do this? Like who do I need to get around? Cause podcasts are awesome. Like I love that you guys have a podcast. We need to get the information out there and we need to do the work. Mm -hmm. And often when we are hurt, we're hurt in relationship. So what is hurt in relationship is also healed in relationship. So it's really good if you can get around people, healthy people, or at least people who are, have their intentions set on creating a better life for themselves and others, and start from that. And, you know, learn how to, like the most important keys that we need to learn how to regulate our nervous systems so that we can release trauma or pain from the body, which is going to free up energy. And when we do that, we create repair in our bodies and our relationships and our lives with ourselves so that we can go create the type of life that we want. And the chances are, by the time you've done that, you're going to be living a good life. Hmm. You're going to be feeling content and happy. You're going to be connected to yourself emotionally You're going to have built depth of of a character. You're going to stop running from all of the shit that you're running from and doing the behaviors that have you avoid truly being with yourself and with others intimately. And you're actually going to confront it. You're going to face it. Like, like we need to stop running from our problems. It doesn't work. Like, Just look at the mental health space. Like, if we look at the statistics, like, 72%. This is crazy. I found this out last week. So it's from the National Institute of Mental Health. 72% of entrepreneurs, so these are the people that we deem successful. So 72% of entrepreneurs are directly affected by mental health versus 42% of non-entrepreneurs. That is a huge statistic, huge. So that means most people that you think are crushing it are actually directly or indirectly Affected by mental health in some capacity. It's affecting them. So, like, this is touching everyone at every level of society. It doesn't matter how much money you've got, how much money you haven't got, it's touching us all. So, like, in order for us to grow into a new level of being as humans, I truly believe that we have to clear up what we're carrying. And this stuff is old. Like, our ancestors have been through shit. Like you guys will know that where you're living in the world, your ancestors have been through shit. And that's the same for most people. Like a lot of people's ancestors have been through crazy shit. Just speak to your parents, your grandparents, like just look at them. Like I'm sure you've probably heard stories like that all exists. It's energetically passed down from generation to generation. And it's like, do you want to pick up the sword and clear that up for yourself, for all of those people you touch in your life? And if you're going to have children, you're going to pass it on to them too. So like, that's the opportunity. If you're looking for purpose in your life, do that. You're doing everyone a service, period.
1: 100%. And at some point I, I was, um, actually after Bogdan has recommended me, I'm not one to watch series. I think I watched like three series in my whole life, but there was uh, a series called dark and, in a an natural, mm. like the whole kind of, uh, uh, that was the, dark. yeah, <laughs> the, the whole, I guess, um, constant that stood out for me was the whole cycle methodology and for Mm. like quite a few months actually i even like was thinking to get a tattoo just because of the whole cycle that i would see everywhere in society like Mm. and i i just got to a point where i i I start to question like are we actually just reliving what our ancestors relieved because we are not able to heal ourselves is it just a matter of like we Believe technology advancement is actually evolution when we are actually not evolving ourselves like our true nature is actually just repeating (laughs) the same patterns and the same Mm. uh same i guess uh spiritual uh i don't know difficulties spiritual blockages
0: Mm. i think that's a beautiful insight and i would completely agree i think We have outsourced our power to technology and it does help us. It's awesome. Like, look, we're here having this beautiful conversation. It's amazing. But now we've got like the tools of superpowers. Like each of us has in our hand, like superpower tools. And I think we've got to now build the spiritual, emotional, whatever you want to call it based on your belief system, technology, inner technology, so that we can better utilize this technology as opposed to having it utilize us. And we can see that today, right? Like right now, what's happening in our world, We, I'm sure we can all clearly see that there is a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. And if we were all to like take a second and just check in with ourselves, like where am I playing a part in this, you know? And what do I need to clean up internally? Not to I'm not talking about like blaming yourself or anything. That's not cleaning up. That's a, that's like getting into a different loop, which can happen, and you got to get out of that, but that's a different conversation. But like actually, like just like no, i'm gonna I'm gonna clean up internally because I sense you know there's probably stuff within me, and at least I'm gonna inquire and try to work on some of this so I can be a better individual for myself, for all of those people I'm connected to and for society at large. And if we all did that, we'd live in a very different world.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And talking about that, I was just about to ask you, because we are on the subject, what can people do? What are three things that you would recommend to our listeners uh, that they can do in order to actually improve their mental health, their physical health, their existence overall?
0: Mm, Beautiful, beautiful. So three things. If I could only choose three things. Mm. And this needs to speak to a wide variety of people at uh, it, it love to different levels. So the first one I'm actually going to say is community. Mm-hmm. Finding people who are like-minded, who are on the journey with you is going to be so huge. Whether you find them for free, whether you find them in a mastermind, whether you find them in a group, like find your people, find people who are like-minded, that's going to massively help. Cause you're going to do something called co-regulation with those people. So if you can find other people who have like generally regulated nervous systems, that's really what it is. Then you're going to be in that. We could call it a vibe. You could call it like nervous system attunement. That's what it is. So get around some great people would be my first one. My second one would be learn how to regulate your own nervous system. By that, I mean at least learn how to not just meditate, but also how to oscillate your nervous system through its different responses. You could do that through breathwork without even having to know what's going on. So if you just went to some breathwork classes or did some different types of breathwork, unconsciously, you would be working your nervous system through those different states. but if you want to take it to another level, I would recommend doing some more conscious work around that. If you want a specific meditation, which comes off the back of like polyvagal theory and just like a lot of nervous system training work, I have one on my website, which anyone can go to and get for free. So my website is rickwilliam.com and you scroll down halfway and you put your email in and I'll send you a like a, an exercise that you do. It's 20 minutes long. You could go and do that. Third would be... Oof. Oh, torn between learning how to release from the body but you would probably do that as a byproduct of learning about the nervous system and breath work or like really just making your environment beautiful like where you're living like I can see you have both made a, a beautiful space um, and yeah just make your space beautiful You know, because we can all do that and it doesn't take a lot of money, but you can just put some intention to like, whether it be put candles up or get a nice blanket or just tidy up and just make your space beautiful. Because we're in our space so much. So, uh, and it has an effect on us. You know, if we get plants and we get nice smelling things and we look after our home and our outer home and our inner home, then, you know, things start to improve
1: are so basic right
0: <laughs> super basic yeah like when you think about basic. it
1: i used to yeah. i used to neglect these things so much till yeah. probably recently like probably my current relationship has helped me to realize those little things like um instant uh candles things like this like plants uh yeah they really do have like a big big uh impact so you heard right guys yep. First, you gotta find your own community. It can be like a paid comp- community, a community you are part of locally. It doesn't really matter. Second, regulate your nervous system. And third, be more aware of your environment because, like currently, like we don't even know if we are going to be in another lockdown. But yep. regardless of that, I think we are spending more time than ever in our current environments, in our current homes. And I would also add to that, because I personally lack that a lot right now in London, is try to be in an environment where you have access to a park or nature, because I know, Rick, you've got that luxury. And uh, back in Romania, both of us, me and Bogdan, live literally within mountains. And uh, before leaving last year, I was literally, I tweeted this, that nature has basically become a luxury that's not a lot of us can afford because a lot of us basically are in those huge metropolitan cities and we are like all um, surrounded by technology, expensive stuff, but at the core, we lack water, we lack nature, we lack sunlight, like all the core things we are lacking. And then you wonder, like as you said, you wonder why uh, there's mental health issues and why people are obese, why there are so many suicides and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, But I wanted to ask you, Rick, uh, as we dive deeper into our conversation, we asked uh, your partner as well, Silvana, this question and her her insights and uh, perspective were quite interesting and I would like to get yours now. And as a following thing, probably at some point in the near future, this will be an opportunity, maybe not for all of us, but for some of us, but if you're given the opportunity to become immortal would you choose to? If so, why? And if not, why?
0: I would say no. Yeah, why is that? Because like, like, we have this idea that we want to live forever, but even if you tune into your life right now, is that really true? Like, Would you really want to live forever? like because like the show is called the grateful show and if we remove the ability to pass through one individual life then i think we will lose the ability to be grateful for what is truly here i think we will literally lose gratitude like we like it's like me and silvana had this conversation last night and that we're like people won't think they want life to be like a video game. Like, they can just have unlimited lives and basically can not feel the impact of life. When actually, I think the juice of life comes from the fact that there is a lot of uncertainty, the fact that we have to learn and grow as spiritual beings in essentially an earth school. And... Like that's like, it's in that, like it's in the fact that we die that we actually get to live. It's in that, like if we remove that and we try and live for 200 years, like 200 years, like maybe we could still do gratitude and be grateful for life if it's extended, but to be, to live permanently, oh, like it's just, that's that's like, I cannot see that going anywhere good. Like we can't even live for a hundred years well now. Why would we want to live for 10,000, like let's, let's learn how to live for 80, 80 as well. And then maybe let's consider extending that. But right now, most of us are not even living 80 years. Well, so like let's get the basics down first. (laughs) Let's breathe. Let's be grateful for what's here. Let's learn how to nourish ourselves and our friendships and our bodies in this planet. And then once we've done that, let's look at, maybe let's expand it, but Mm -hmm. we're always shooting for this expansion. And I think it's just this bullshit idea that gives us some sense of internal safety that's not actually founded on reality and I think it just creates It's almost like a like a some type of like mind trick that we do like oh like just the idea of living forever alleviates me of my current suffering versus leaning into life and being grateful for everything that's here in this present moment so true
2: and I mean just to look at us we just lack the sense of purpose now. If we would live forever, I mean (laughs) we we wouldn't have like any reason to do something which is going to be purposeful, isn't it? I mean, you just have unlimited time to do stuff and that's why maybe you won't do anything because you think that you have all the time and it's Mm. such a paradox but um, (laughs) yeah, I just wanted to, to go a little bit deep Uh, And I'm going to ask you, what experience are you the most grateful for so far?
0: Mm. Mm. Let me sit with that. Ironically, it's the challenges that I'm grateful for. All of the challenges, like the fact that I had to learn how to heal myself, the fact that I had to learn how to overcome just the pain of breakups and the pain of losing businesses and money. Like, like it is in that that actually created the polarity for the gratitude and the life that I get to live now. And obviously it's new level, new devil. It's not, I'm not free of challenges. I'm not trying to, that's that's not, that's mm. not it. But it's there's a there's a feeling that comes from overcoming obstacles and feeling like you have the ability to overcome the challenges that life's going to throw at you. And that's a more interesting level of freedom to me than living forever or these types of things. So yeah, I'm grateful for the challenge. Like I'm, I'm not, that's not like some bullshit answer. Like I'm genuinely grateful for the challenges because they actually shaped me and sculpted me into the being that I am today. And I'm grateful for every single individual near and far that were able to be a light for me in my life when I was in my darkest moments like like everyone like some people just on the internet who were out there who I had no idea who they were but they were just living a life that I was kind of tuning into were just like "Ah, they give me hope on those hard days you know whether I be in London or England or Mm North East I'm like fuck this is hard and like Mm -hmm. just like I know I can do it. I know I can do it. I know there's a better life out there. I know there's a better life out there. So I'm like, I'm grateful for everyone. My mentors, my teachers, my friends, my partners, the partners that hurt me, the partners that, you know, I hurt all all of it. I'm grateful for everyone.
1: If you've been enjoying this uh, episode so far, if you've been enjoying uh, other episodes in the podcast overall and you haven't already given us a five-star rating review, please do consider doing so. Now you can uh, do that on Spotify as well as iTunes. And yeah, it will uh, really mean a lot for us. It would help us grow the podcast and bring more guests to the show. And yeah, that's about it. I'll let you guys back to the podcast. Okay. You
2: know what? Yeah, I love that. And coming from you, because you are a, like, you help people to get their, path, their past trauma, right? So you are mainly coaching them to get over that. And I love how you actually apply that into your whole life. And it goes to show that you truly do and you truly are what you teach other people because you said that you are grateful for the challenges. And what are challenges in a way? They are sort of like past traumas, isn't
0: it? Kind of, kind of, in a sense, yeah.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just wanted (laughs) to ask you, um, because we are approaching to an end, and I just wanted to ask this cliche question. We asked your partner as well. I really wanted to hear your answer as well. Um, What would you consider that it's the meaning of life?
0: Mm. I think the... The meaning of life is to live it fully and to just give of ourselves, to give of our true essence, to give of our soul, our spirit, our heart, while simultaneously receiving and being grateful for actually being here and getting to experience it all.
1: Giving and receiving, the two polarities, right? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. wanted to touch on, on on a subject that we haven't actually managed to go to because we diverged at some point, but um, I can definitely... Um, recognize a huge transformation within both your perspective upon certain things, but also on your physical shape. And I know that in previous uh, interviews, you mentioned that you used to have energy blockages almost, if you wish, that have allowed you to basically harness that whole energy into basically almost torturing yourself and uh, uh, shaping your physical body. Uh, how did you get from like that to like yourself now being more released of those energies? And what, what was the lesson mm-hmm. behind that? Because I think both myself and Bogdan, uh, we both competed in men's physique. And I personally used to believe that my whole life is going to revolve around fitness. Eventually, I'm going to have to do a lot of anabolics to get to a certain level. And it was very tough. It was very tough years ago to realize that I have to let that go and explore, like, as you said, self-improvement. Uh, 2.0, like I, I left 1.0 and I dived typed into more spirituality and mm. other things, but yeah, I would love to I would love to to uh, hear more about that.
0: Mm, beautiful, beautiful, and you you guys have definitely do your research. That's amazing. Uh, so yes, the I think the main shift, like I'm always doing my best, and I truly believe this with everyone. Like we're always doing the best with what we know in the present moment, mm-hmm. and. My strategy at that time, before I learned the skills that I have now, was to lift a lot of weights. Like that's how I moved the energy, but I was moving the energy in a—I was kind of recycling it. So like there was pain that happened in my past that I didn't feel good about. Some of it was unconscious, some of it was conscious. And I would go to the gym and I would exert that Frustration out on the bar. And I grew to like 227 pounds. I competed. Um, and that worked until it didn't work. Like our strategies work until they no longer work. And it's like we get to the end of the level and it's time to up level. And when I learned and when I saw that this was really just a strategy for me to avoid feeling how I was internally feeling. I had to start looking at like, well, what's at the root of this? Like, I have a high value for freedom, freedom for myself and freedom for any other individual. And in the seeing of that, like, I wanted to be free of that. Like, I don't want to be going to the gym because I'm angry at someone that did something when I was eight years old. Like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? Like, Mm -hmm. they're like, they're kind of controlling my life. I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm like, I'm going to get to the root of this and I'm going to find out how. At the time, I didn't know how I was going to do it but I just had that like kind of entrepreneurial vision. Like you have a vision, you're like, I'm gonna go do that. And I like, I have no idea how, but I'm gonna figure the fuck out. And and just applying that mindset, just like with you guys at the gym, right? You don't know how you're gonna go do it at first. Like, like you don't know the type of diets and training and all these types of things that you know now, but like, it's not where you start, you just start out with a vision. So I just had a vision that there was more for my life. And in the pursuit of that, I started meeting the right people and having conversations not too dissimilar to this, and that would illuminate some ideas, and then I would go explore that, and then I would actually implement it. And slowly over time, I started to learn new skill sets to move this energy from just recycling it to actually releasing it, and then that freed up. That's a lot of energy, and then that freed up all of that energy for other parts of my life. Like, I don't have to go to the gym for two hours a day lifting. Like, (laughs) you don't have to eat all of that food, right? Yep. I don't have to eat six meals a day anymore. Like, holy shit. Like it's a lot of time freed up. Like I I got my life back, really.
1: It's uh, it's beautiful to hear, and I think it was uh first an act of bravery because I know it's basically letting go of your whole identity when you do that, Mm -hmm. and I think. It applies to us with fitness, but I think it applies in other areas as well with like people that, for example, they get started into like um, football or like a career as a singer. And then at some point they realize that, as you said, their strategy is no longer working and it's time, time to level up. But some people are not able to let go of that and actually... Realize that it's time to move on, and I think it also actually goes uh, uh, hand in hand with relationships. Like people that hold off relationship, they know they are not doing the right thing, but they literally spend years and years, uh, literally like relieving the whole patterns, the whole traumas, the whole the the, the same things over and over again. And I, uh, yeah, I have empathy and um, compassion towards those people because it's definitely not easy to to let go of that identity.
0: Oh, it's not. And that's such a great point. And I'm just seeing the word grateful behind you all the time. And it's such a great reminder because if you're in, like, I help people who are specifically at that stage. Like a lot of the men that I'm helping come to me when they've like built a business and they've got to a certain level and they're like, what the fuck do I do now? Or they've got to a certain level in their career and they're just in that phase of shift. And because I've made that in my own life, I like, I just know the process through it. So one of the the beautiful ways through that for anyone listening, whether it be a relationship, a career, is like when when I first did this in transformation, I would kind of like push it away and just be like, oh no, fuck that, I'm out, and kind of push the thing away. Whereas like there's a more graceful way of doing it, and that is with gratitude. So it's like we want to be grateful for like everything that's here right now, even if it's the relationship. And even the relationship's not good, you can be you can find gratitude in the lessons that mm-hmm. it was here to teach you. And if you can do that, you can more gracefully transform. You can transform with gratitude and grace. And that's just a different way of doing it. It's just it's kind of less messy. So, like for anyone listening who's in a transformational period, like you don't have to push it away. It could be the gym, it could be a business, but you can say, like, look, like this thing was awesome. Like it really helped me get to here. But like what I'm calling in for my life is like more than this. And I'm and I'm grateful for that too. I'm grateful for the expansion and the growth that's here. And I'm grateful for everyone, everything that helped get me to this point. But now it's time for me to level up. Now it's time for me to call in a better relationship and step into that myself. Like now it's time for me to live with more purpose and meaning. And I'm gonna go out and do that. I don't know how I'm gonna do it yet, but I'm grateful that this discomfort is here to help me grow. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. I love that. And I'm more than sure that you will help a lot of people because, I mean, a lot of people who are just starting on this self-development journey, like you did as well, like us, they are starting with a sport. And almost all of us are starting with a sport. And then from there, we have to evolve. And a lot of our listeners, I know that you guys are doing sports. So maybe it's time to consider your whole life and ask yourself why you are doing what you are doing. And maybe it's time to actually go over that and just uh, get to the next level,
0: right? Exactly, exactly. Because like, where where is it that we're going? Like me and Silvana, who I I know a lot of your listeners are going to have also listened to her episode. We were watching the Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix and it's just interesting. I don't want to say too much about it. I can see he's an awesome man, but like like also just look at what's going on there. This guy was the most successful athlete. And I want to invite you to just go feel into his life. And do you want that? And look at some of the other players who maybe weren't quite as famous as Michael, like feel into them, like look into their eyes, like looking to their spirit, of the being, and there's just a difference. Just like feel that you know, like what do you yep. really want? Do you really want to be the number one in the world with some trainers, or do you want to have like a really beautiful, fulfilled life that is meaningful and and, and yep. has impact and you help support and serve others? It could be just in your creations. It could be just as showing up as a good brother or a father, or a friend, or you know, you could be saving dogs or whatever your thing is. Like, yep. like what do you want to go down with? You know. Yeah, yep.
1: definitely. I get. I got goosebumps. I I haven't watched that one, but I at some point I I also did martial arts, and at some point I was super obsessed with like a lot of uh, martial arts artists, and like Conor McGregor was one of them. When I actually got to understand his story and what he's been through, and like how much hate he's currently getting for not getting back into the octagon, I'm like, people don't actually understand. Like, <laughs> what do you have to go through to get to that level? And like people like Ronda Rousey, who's basically, she was on the top and then she fell from there and she got all the hatred from from her fans for not going back uh, and fighting. But like, again, like it's not for for everyone and it shouldn't be for everyone. And I I, I do believe that for um, going back to the conversation we had with entrepreneurs, like you mentioned the percentage, like 70 something percent of them having mental health issues. I think the problem with that is like, for example, with Stephen Bartlett, he's one that I always refer to on the podcast. I used to look up to him. I still do, but like at some point, like two years ago, I was listening to his podcast and I realized, hold on a second, this guy has got all of those riches, like financially. But if I look at his relationship, and if I look at like all other areas in his life, like he's not even uh, like capable and not uh, not at the stage where he can basically be consistent with his gym routine. And I realized, like, hold on a second, just because he's made it like financially doesn't mean that he's got everything figured out, and maybe he's also betting his own battles. So I think that's something that we don't really uh talk about because it's not as sexy, especially on social media. It's better to say mm-hmm. that you made seven figures within this short amount mm-hmm. of time. But like, what actually went into that? How many relationships did you actually have to end? How how many sacrifices? Like I, I was uh, speaking to Bogdan as well. Like, there's so many entrepreneurs out there that have made it, but like their health came at a cost and they are most likely going to uh, get obese or like die of some, some, uh, uh, heart condition, which is unfortunate, but yeah, it all comes through that. And to, to wrap things up, I think, um, with Silvana, we touched upon this, the fact that we are basically, especially us with the whole masculine energy and aura around us, I think we are always striving towards something. And the problem is that, we don't know that actually that whole something is already within us, and it's love, and we are striving towards some unexistent, unknowing prize or trophy or whatever it is, and it's like the whole hedonic treadmill where we never get to arrive there. And we actually already arrive by only mm-hmm. just witnessing what we are, what we are, and what we have. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's a, that's beautiful, and I think to look back into what you were saying before, I think when what we are doing is intrinsically meaningful for mm-hmm. us, which means that we're doing it because it's coming from our heart, then the doing of the thing is no longer to specifically just achieve something. It's the enjoyment of the process of that pursuit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which sounds, so. it almost sounds cliche, but actually to, to get that and to be embodying that and living that is a process. So like when you're in that, like the doing of the work doesn't burn you out. Mm -hmm. So I think we can actually have both. I think we can balance our energies, our masculine and feminine energies, which you touched on and know that there is no, there is no mountain and there is a mountain. It's like, I'm going to shoot here just because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Like just because I want to create that not just for myself, but also for others. Like, I want to create that so that we can have a beautiful space for our family. I want to create that so, you know, me and Silvana can start a foundation and, you know, help some causes that we care about. Like, just because, like, just because of the enjoyment of that process, because it feels so, like, it just feels like what we're meant to be doing. Like, there's nothing else I would rather be doing than the life I'm living. Like, you could not switch me out with Conor McGregor Michael Jordan, you literally couldn't be like, I I don't want anyone else's life. Like the life I am living is the exact life I want to be living. I feel blessed to be living this life and I'm shooting places and I'm enjoying the process of getting there. And it it doesn't have to be this, it it breaks our brain a little bit because we love to think in either ors or black and white. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm saying is it can be both. You can have success, you can have wealth, And you can have fulfillment and beautiful relationships and health simultaneously. That's what I believe.
2: I love that. So just be grateful for who you are, but also be striving for more and to become a better self as well. And just to, I mean, we absolutely love this conversation, but everything has to have an end. So uh, we are going to ask, um, (laughs) yep. We are going to ask you the last question of the show. If you need some time to Think about your answer, just take it. So it goes like this. So imagine that you are on your deathbed, so you are about to die. But right before that, there comes this person in your room next to your bed, and it's the best version of yourself. And it's looking at you. And you see and comprehend what you could have become. So how would you feel about yourself and about your whole life at that specific moment?
0: I can like feel that presence of that version of myself. And if I were to die in this moment, I would die pretty damn happy. Like I mean that. And I don't say that just like frivolously. I say that because I've like deliberately gone through experiences which have had me encounter similar things and I'm at a point in my life where I'm I'm nowhere near complete. I've got a lot of life to live and a lot, a lot to give. But I think I would just be grateful for what I got to hear. And I would be like, oh. what was the, what was, did I have to say something to that version of myself? What was the other piece?
2: How, no, would, how would you feel, feel about, about yourself? About how your would I feel about
0: myself? If yeah. I know there's more, but I would I would really just be grateful for what I've for what I've got, for what I had.
1: What a ride, right, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I can feel that. I can feel that energy of like my future self. And it's like I it just I've never felt in a point in my life. Like if you asked me this a few years ago, it would be a different answer. But like I mm. I really just feel like I'm on the right track. And of course I make mistakes. And of course yep. like not everything's perfect. Like there's areas that I'm working on. I still have my triggers in certain areas and they come up, you know, once in a while. And, you know, like I'm a, it's it's the part of being human, but like I can accept my humanity now and I'm just doing my best to enjoy the ride.
1: Love it, love it. You heard, Rick, guys. And I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did because we definitely had uh, had a blast. Uh, there were so many other things that I would have asked uh, Rick. I got at me like, we were supposed to go over the meditation device, which I'm most likely going to link in the description. And you maybe you'll help me uh, uh, put a few words together for the audience to understand what's that for. But yeah, uh, it has to come to an end. But before we are ending the conversation, I just want to give the red carpet and share any resources that you like to share your instagram your website anything that you are currently uh, working towards and you'll be releasing just let us know and uh, we'll share with you uh, with the audience
0: awesome yeah and i just want to thank everyone for if you've made it this far i can only assume that you're deeply committed to your own growth and to being of service in this world so i just want to thank everyone who's listening Um, and if you're still here if you Come and connect with me on Instagram. So my Instagram is at I am Rick William, and just send me a DM and just put Grateful Show. Um, I will send you my nervous system meditation. I will send you a free workbook um, for kind of discovering and finding your purpose. There's some incredible questions in there, and the nervous system regulation exercise is just really, really cool. So I'd love to share that with you. Or if you just want to have a chat with me, uh, just reach out and you know we can start a conversation.
1: Awesome, awesome. You heard me, guys. His DMs are open, so uh, feel free to reach out. And yeah, with that said, it's been an absolute pleasure. This was Pascu. This was Bogdan, and you guys stay grateful.
0: (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for sticking
1: all the way till the end. This shows that you are serious about taking your life to the next level and doing that through a perspective of gratitude. If you enjoyed this interview, it would help us massively if you could give us a 5-star rating review on iTunes or else, share this on your stories and tag us. This way, with your help, our message will be seen by more people and together, we will make this world a better place.